Thank you for joining us on our Family First Life Tri-State Serve the People podcast. We appreciate you tuning in, spending your time to develop and grow with us. Follow us, please, on all our social media platforms at Family First Life Tri-State or FFL Tri-State. We love you. Keep listening. And I hope this information is serving you across the country. All right, everybody. Thank you for jumping on with us for our Tri-State Training Day podcast. This is our very first in-studio podcast in our new office. And of course, I'm blessed with the amazing presence of Hayden and Nina, some of the two of the best people I know in this business who have done some amazing things in this industry and are coming off their best month ever. So we like to kick off the year with a, with a bang and we are, we are in for a treat today. So I got Hayden Hill, Nina Damjanovic of FFL Limitless. They're Cold Stone Killers in the nicest kind of way. And they're coming off of a 7,000 family a month December, a December to remember. That's right. And the brand new chairman council members of Family First Life Limitless. Congratulations, guys. You guys are amazing. Thanks, Mark. You are. This office is amazing. We're so happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Thank you for coming. And, um, you know, I think it was so, you know, apropos you guys are in the city and you know we we decided we want to get you in here you guys decided to come your first time in new york mm-hmm. what was that like insane <laughs> really cold <laughs> <laughs> makes sense coming from arizona um but beautiful city right just everything you could even dream of it's yeah. a different world Super it's cool. like the energy and the shopping ha <laughs> You would know. Yeah, I'm glad I came here now. I know, right? December's a great time yeah. to, to, go, to go to the city. Um, and when, you know, when we think about everything you guys have done, 2022 was a smashing year for you. You know, I was reminiscing with you guys earlier. We were in Colorado. And this is what, March, April? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember we were, this is when they were changing the number system over and it was taking forever for numbers to come out. Yeah. And we were in a car ride going back to the airport. We were waiting for the numbers to be released. And we always just like flipping, like, <laughs> like refreshing, <laughs> the refreshing the email to see if it came through. Yep. And um, I remember Nina, you said that you know you were hoping that you got to three thousand families for the month, and you were like making a joke, like it's probably gonna be two nine 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 or something like that. And then we refreshed it; it came out, and you were over three thousand families. That was like April. Yeah. Like April, like eight months ago, April. And you just eight months later finished at 7,000 families. Guys, there's something in the water. So what I'd like to do is get into your hyper growth, the things you guys are doing from a nuts and bolts standpoint practically because nothing just happens off will. It's backed by systems and you know thought process and intelligence, but then you can will it once you have a nice track to run on. Talk to us a little about some of the stuff you guys saw in 2020, a reflection of 2022, and some of the things that you saw take place in your deal. Um, I think, you know, there's a couple of things that happened. One, um, we, we really fully transitioned to the whole telesales deal. Um, people working virtually. Um, and then also, I think a lot of people started to kind of just hit their stride in terms of taking their production to the next level but also realizing like, hey, if I can protect, you know, 20, 30 families a month on my own, why don't I start, you know, posting on social media and recruiting and talking to my, you know, warm marketing and seeing, hey, if you want to do this, you know, I can teach you how to do this. 
or at the bare minimum, you can start selling part time. And so I think that was the biggest difference where, you know, if you look back, like there was only, you know, me and Nina and a couple of people selling and recruiting. And then this year, really, I think in, in stride, been so many people that figured out not only how to sell a bunch, but also they're like, hey, let's let's build and get the VP and get their logo and all that kind of stuff. And so now it's just there's so many people, so many great people we work with mm. that are selling, recruiting, like all in 24-7. And it's just contagious, I would yeah. say. Yeah, just the energy of just everyone doing it together. But I do think like telesales had a huge part to do with it. Like we were talking earlier about what or why people get so excited about telesales or how come it's so duplicatable. And truth be told, it's like when we were in the field and it was, you know, we'd run some appointments together, we'd go into the home together, some people would be like, clients would be like uncomfortable, like why is there more than one person here? (laughs) So you can't take like 15 new, like say you hire a group, Mark, you can't take a group of 15 new people in the field with you. Like that'd be weird. Where telesales, it's like every everyone's on Zoom together, everyone's dialing together, everyone's on the same mission, they're all getting, you know, beat up by some objections, they're all making sales, like whatever it is, they're doing it together. And I mean, you can take a group of 15, plug them into Zoom, have them watch some presentations, and that's how it's so duplicatable. So it's been tremendous. Yeah, heck of a year. Um, and to morph or to transition, I think that's the word. It's like you had already had people doing telesales. Mm-hmm. You had already realized this is the kind of the way you want it to go. And then you started making transitions. Like what was that transition like? What was some of the systems that you had to put in place to get it to go? Yeah, absolutely. We were talking earlier about how like there's people that say they work from home. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. being in the field, you're in the field, you're on your grind, you're driving. You just feel so much busier right. when you're in the field, sure. right? Like you're driving, you're filling up your gas tank, you're going from this house to the next. Where when people transition to telesales, and I know Sean said it before, like work from your PJs or whatever, like <laughs> that is not the case. We're still getting down and dirty. Right but just at home. So it's right. not like you're going from working to not working. You're going to, from working to probably working more because you're right. making more dials, no right? Doubt. And you're not leaving that chair wherever you're sitting until sales are made. Got it. So um, the biggest thing is like what we have um, as an agency and a lot of groups have them is like their, their Zoom. Ours is ffllsalesteam.com and anyone can plug into it at any time. It's no fully open. Um, but it's basically a Zoom where everyone gets on every single day from what 8 a.m. 7:30 a.m. Uh, in the Coast, East yeah. Coast till all the way till 10 p.m. 11 Hawaii time or whatever it is. Um, but essentially, we have the Zoom, and agents get on there every single day. And the mission is make a ton of dials and one call close. So you basically call a client, and as you have them on the phone, your mission is to get them closed right there and then. And what we, uh, the system that we have set up would be the Zoom and making sure that all agents that are on there come on with their cameras on. That's the most important thing I would say. Makes sense. Because like you wouldn't go in the field with a bag over your head <laughs> or like a hoodie zipped up, right? You're like, no. And when you have a presentation that you're doing, make sure you unmute because that's just the best way for a new agent to get on and learn a thousand times faster. So implementing that has been crazy we have you know 30 40 60 70 hundreds of agents on every single day dialing together and just helping each other grow so that's fantastic just the the camaraderie yes 
And, you know, you were talking earlier about like the actual technical strategy of having an agent watch these um, presentations. What's that like for an agent, Hayden? What is that like them seeing people actually close business over the phone through Zoom? Um, <clears throat> I think in terms of like duplication, it's, it's so much better than, you know, what we used to do. But I think also, um, you know, people can study a script, they can watch videos, they can, you know, listen to like the training on like how to present, how to do it. But I think when they actually watch people over and over that are actually doing exactly how they would do regular, they're just projecting it for people to, to watch and learn. Um, it helps a ton. And then I think it also in that environment helps people be like, you know, instead of maybe they're nervous or shy at first, but they're like, all right, well, you know, I just watched 10, 15 presentations today. There's a bunch of people on here. Why don't I just unmute and do my first couple? And, you know, from there, just learning it better. And so. It's crazy, the confidence. Mm -hmm. Like you could transfer confidence in the matter of hours. And what's cool too is not just like presentation, but like someone, let's say they're doing like, uh, you know, a term application. <clears throat> and they get stuck on you know, checking a box or hey, what should I say? They can share their screen. And then whoever is like the main manager in there, basically the person can mute and say, hey, click this, you forgot this. Um, you, know, you have to click this, whatever. Um, and so that's also been great as well, being able to really uh, see what's going on exactly on their screen. Got it, that's awesome. Um, and that type of duplication helps a lot. Now there's recruiting though. Right. Like, you know, we, we, we turn people into these monster salespeople or they do a lot of phone calls per day. That helps. Right. Because it, it's backed by, you know, real sales and volume. But you guys are recruiting well to the platform and getting people onboarded well to the platform. So there's three steps there. There's the sales step, which is like, hey, learn how to sell virtually. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. And that's like the agents you already had. Right. Like, then there's the, okay, you know how to sell virtually. You know, let's recruit people to teach them how to sell virtually. And then we have to make sure that we onboard them because there's you can get caught up in a lot of minutia. And then there's the mind of the new agent that's timid or, you know, potentially fearful of what may or may not take place. How did you guys get through that? What is What are some of the things you put in place for that? Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> um, I think uh, kind of just setting out expectations from day one is super important to kind of know exactly the timetable and, you know, what's going to be happening next. Correct. So the new agent comes in and they pass their, you know, they study for their test or maybe they're already licensed. They fill out contracting. From that point, what we have them do is basically start boot camp training, which is just an online, like, teachable kind of like, you know, chapter quizzes kind of deal. Um, on basically A through Z. Um, it's more focused on telesales now than it is in-home. Mm -hmm. So the expectation is you do that the same day. It's gonna take you a day or two and no more than two days, so you finish that. And ideally, the, the way it's set up is you do contracting, you finish boot camp, let's say in two days. Well, that second day or maybe the next day, you should be having one or two carriers, maybe three or four, come back and approve you. Nice. And so we've always been fans, we learned it from Sean, um, and others of like, you don't have to wait till you have all your you know, seven or eight main carriers. So the whole goal is after they go through that and they get their, you know, first, second or third carrier, it's like, hey, well, like we're ready to go now. 
Um, and so from there, we do something called you know, an onboarding or lead strategy call. And basically what we do is we go through, um, you know, role play the script. Um, from there, we talk about like device setup. So we're setting up, you know, phone burners, Zippo, whatever, the, whatever they're using uh, for like texting, calling, et cetera, how to put leads in a phone burner, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So we go through that. And then also we share our screen uh, of the CRM and basically kind of devise like a lead strategy. Like, hey, this is how it works. This is how you find these. This is what internet leads are, direct mail, you know, social media, et cetera. And then depending on their budget and also like what their setup is like, because if we have a full-time agent um, that, you know, has, has you know, $1,000 plus to spend in leads for the first purchase, that lead strategy is a lot different than someone who's part-time and they got off work at 5, yeah. you know, 5 p.m. at night and they have 250 bucks, it's right. way different. And mm-hmm. so really customizing that plan and then basically on the call, like, hey, let's buy leads because you know, for me, especially for a lot of new agents, actually most new agents, I think, um, the hang up between them going through training and writing their first policy know, yeah. typically is they just don't buy leads because right. they're fearful, just like everyone. Right. Sure. It's new, it's, it's scary and so, getting the leads right then and then you know depending on the time they're that day or the next day like they're getting on zoom they're unmuting cameras on and they're calling people and getting the feedback right away and then another part of the onboarding process is we have because we have our zoom going on all day every day we have that newest agent getting on zoom and watching at least 10 presentations that way they kind of are already prepped and warmed up to what they're going into as far as a dial day got it so that's very cut and clear and I think can free up a lot of things that people are thinking it is, right? Like the one thing I never heard you two say is you have to be, you have to learn in front of Tom and Mary. Like you don't believe that. You believe that you can learn to sell over the phone from day one, correct? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Then I heard some agency managers say, we're sending our agents back in the field because they need to, it's going to be easier for them to make sales. You've never said that either. No. Like, <laughs> you say it like that's so strange. No, we've never said that. Um, so speak to those people that are saying that. Yeah. That, that hey, you got it. In order for you to do telesales, you have to sit in front of, front of Tom and Mary first, or, which is probably more asinine to you, hey, everyone, let's get back into the field because telesales isn't quite working the way we thought it could. I think that's so funny. And I think majority of the people that are saying that, I'm just going to be real and raw, is the people that probably haven't stepped out of their own comfort zone and learned telesales. Mm-hmm. Like for mm-hmm. us, when telesales became a thing, we're like, dude, we need to adapt. We need to learn this quickly. That way we can teach other people to do it. And like you look at the agencies that are exploding. There's, you know, of course, us, Josh, Bowen, David, Robbie, like all these exploding agencies, they're all doing telesales, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So I think as leaders, adapt. Like we got down and dirty. We freaking bought instant internet leads. We made our thousand dials. We got beat up. I got beat up on the phones for like two weeks before I made my first telesale. It was Mm. uncomfortable. (laughs) But I was like, dude, how am I going to teach something if I haven't learned it myself, right? It's like a not Hall of Fame producer teaching someone how to not Hall of Fame. It just doesn't make sense. So I think, yes, there's a learning curve, especially going, if you're killing it in the field, like you don't have to change it, but it is important to learn. Like I think you should still learn. So give it a shot. It's going to be a week, two week. It might be a 24 hour learning curve, but you got to embrace that because there are going to be a lot of agents, especially more now than ever that come in that want to do telesales. Like, 
anytime, like in the beginning, when we started doing telesales, we give them the option of like, hey, do you want to do telesales or do you want to do field? Most people would say telesales, like 99% of people. Now it's like we don't even give them the right. option because we already know what they're going to say. Right, now, if someone wants to go in the field, they can. But again, we had to learn. So I think for leaders out there, learn yourself and your mind will change. And then there's also different types of telesales, mm. right? So there's one call closes, there's live transfers, there's booking appointments um, and, you know, two days out, booking 15 appointments, then calling those appointments. The most effective for us has been one call closes, hands down. We've noticed that, you know, the most premium comes from there. You're already getting the client on the phone, so why not just try to get them right there and right. then? And then we like when you book appointments, there is a lot of people that no show the appointments and stuff like that. So it's been super. Yeah, fast. and I think like other things when you step back and you look at like the future and like what's what's happened the last like you know year two years, mm -hmm. it's like okay, well COVID happened. So I don't know about you, but most people don't want people to come to their house. Right. Like if they don't need to, why why would they do that? Right. The second thing is most of the leads that are ran in person are direct mail leads. Mm. Well, you look at, you know, what are our direct mail leads? Final expense and mortgage. Mm. Mortgage flows way down because interest rates are high yeah. and people aren't refinancing and buying houses as much. Correct. And also they're really expensive now. They're, yeah. they're harder. You have to pay more to get them out because people are not filling out as many. Right. So that's the other thing. And the third thing is from a recruiting standpoint, like dude, it's 2022, like as of 2021, everyone wanted to work virtually or have the option to at least part-time work virtually. And so if you talk about like building an agency and recruiting, can I, I can recruit the old way or I can recruit the current and the future way. And mm. it's like most people, especially between ages 20 and 40, like they're pretty accustomed now from working from home. And yeah. so that's something else I think um, has really helped us with our growth and recruiting is, you know, when, when we do have the option and do like, especially like from our last company and like other companies that were interested in FFL, before we went virtual, that was the number one thing that held them back from starting with us. Was oh, companies. they don't they don't have a virtual sales platform. I want to I want to sell virtually. <clears throat> now when we started doing that, that was huge because people were like, oh cool, I can just do the same thing, sell virtually, right. but they have better comp and all these different things that we can you know use in our advantage. Yeah, I remember one of the things that people would say is like, don't go virtual because your persistency will go down, yeah. and like yeah. that is a hundred percent not the case because wow. like. When I'm face to face with you, I'm like the pressure's on Mark, like, <laughs> you know, let's just see if you can qualify. But like over the phone, if someone doesn't want it, what are they doing? They're hanging up. The phone. <laughs> like they just don't want it. It's yeah. Really so good. we've even like our agents are hands down way more profitable because, you know, they're, you know, gas now is crazy expensive, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, things travel, whatever it is, it's expensive. So now like being able to work from it's not working from home and being lazy. It's you're grinding from home. You're making a thousand plus dials a day and you're more profitable because of that. So that's amazing. Um, that's refreshing to hear. Um, when you think about that very thing you just said, a thousand dollars a day, how many presentations do you think is a good number of presentations a day for you, for agents to track themselves to be successful? When we were in the field, we knew how many appointments a day we would run whether yeah. they also were there or not, mm -hmm. we knew that if you ran X amount of appointments over so many days, it would equal yeah. 
a certain amount of sales or what have you, mm-hmm. I'm sure that you have the same algorithms for yep, Tello. Absolutely. And I think activity, just what, no matter what kind of sales you're doing, virtual, in person, like you're always supposed to track your activity because that's how you get better. So in the field, your goal is to dial all day on Monday and dial all day on Thursday to book 15 appointments, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, right? So in total, 30 appointments. Well, we're ba- we basically transition that into telesales. So you're still buying leads twice a week. So same kind of deal. Like let's say we have an agent dialing on a Monday. They buy leads over the weekend. They buy at least 100 to 150 leads. And we buy CRM leads, internet leads. We love those. Those are great when it comes to virtual sales. So buy those, plug them into phone burner. Monday morning, you're ready to rock. You same kind of deal with dialing for in person, but you're just dialing for over the phone. So um, you have your 100 to 150 leads. Monday you triple dial them three times. So we still have like three dial sessions. So a morning dial session, you triple dial Mary. She Mary doesn't answer. You have an afternoon dial session, triple dial Mary again, and then you have an evening session where you triple dial Mary again. Mary picks up the phone. The main thing is for you to try to call to close. Mm-hmm. So you're basically closing them right there and then. Uh, we count presentations. It's not just Mary picks up the phone and hangs up. Mm-hmm. A presentation is literally where you get to the close question. Okay, Mary, now these are the three options. Which one do you want to leave your daughter Sally with? That's one presentation. We still want to go for at least 25 to 30 presentations every single week. Wait. So you're still getting probably more activity yeah. in because you're not having a drive and right. no show or whatever. So five presentations minimally a day. That's strong. How do you then mix the recruit? Like, so sometimes when you're focused on sales and you haven't hit your numbers yet, you just go blind. You just go into blind mode and you just go. How do you mix recruiting and mesh recruiting into, because obviously if you get your first four sales in the first five hours, let's go recruit the world, right? How do you mix mesh recruiting into that? Mm -hmm. And... How do you deal with the psychology of exactly what I'm saying? Morning was great. I'm going to recruit. Morning was not great. I can't recruit. Like, how do you make sure recruiting is taking place? And what are y'all doing to recruit? What we teach people to do and what we did when we're in the field full time is early in the morning, like that's your recruiting on social media. Uh, Throughout the day, you're selling. And then at night after done with your appointments, that's when you're recruiting, you know, for hour, two hours, three hours, whatever the case may be. Um, I know like for us, we did so many recruiting calls like, on the way to appointments, like in between appointments, and it's like, it gets a little bit chaotic. Um, and so with our guys, it's like same thing, morning and night, that's recruiting. They do their dials and their sales in between, and then like you said, like if someone makes, you know, whatever their benchmark is, whether it's two sales a day or three or four or whatever, they hit that number. If they don't want to keep on selling and making more money, use the rest of the day to recruit. And so um, that's kind of the setup, and I think because people aren't driving around and you know getting no-showed and that kind of deal, they're buying back a couple hours a day where they can use that time nice. to recruit. Um, and even just like say like if you're in the field and you had a you know 6 p.m. appointment versus a 6 p.m. at home. Well, I don't know like the area around here, but like for us, like it was usually like 30, 40, 50 minutes away from where we live to do appointments. So I do that 6 p.m. appointment. I'm probably not getting home if I sell it till probably 8 o'clock, 8.30, maybe 9. Versus telesales, like it's going to take you probably 30 to 50 minutes, maybe an hour. And so now it's now it's 7 p.m. in your home and you can recruit now and do that. And it's just using time. It's, it's being wiser. Yeah, time. and I think it's just like 
we're big on structure. Like we always know exactly what time we're doing what. Even in the field, we knew at 8 a.m. we're leaving the house, but at 7 a.m. we're recruiting. At 6 a.m. we're working out. You know what I mean? So like really good structure. And then also another important thing like that you, everyone should factor this time into their telesales schedule is time for follow-ups. Like especially with telesales, you're going to get your people on the phone that are like, I want to think about it or give me a call back tomorrow. I need to get my banking information or whatever it is. Like mm -hmm. making time, whether it's in the morning or afternoon in one of your little hour sections of your day to do the follow-up stuff, call the carriers, whatever you need to do. So that's really important. So then you guys took this thing to a whole nother level. You know, you start bringing people from different part, new agents, I think I, I understand this correct, I'll let you explain it, but to a, a, a city, whatever city you select, and you run out an Airbnb and you do a, a one to three day training intensive. Can you like walk us through, and you call those lock-ins, right? Mm -hmm. Can you walk us through how do you how are you setting that up? What are you who are you inviting to that? Why and how does that hold? Because it seems like it's catching fire. I'd love to know a little bit more about that. Yeah. So um, at our practice company, and I think a lot of people do it, regardless of you know, sales industry. Like I've we used to go to New Mexico a lot on like road trips, essentially with our practice Groups company people, and right yeah. business, and we would see like alarm companies out there, door to door, like solar guys, all that kind of stuff. So. It's, you know, the idea is it's the old, like, travel trip. Okay. The only difference is now, instead of, you know, all traveling to one, you know, city and then from there breaking up and selling during the day in person, mm -hmm. the difference is, hey, now we're telesales. Everyone meet up in one area. It doesn't really matter where the area is because, obviously, you're selling virtually. Sure. And then from there, basically, just an all-intensive, just down the phones all day, you know, doing trainings, you know, especially for new agents, being able to listen to like good producers and top producers and like pick up things. Um, I think, I think the main, you know, there's a couple of things. I think one for like camaraderie and culture, it's great. Um, Cause you get to hang around those people more, maybe that don't live in the same state as you. Um, and um, you know, learn things and all that kind of stuff. But then also I think it's just, I was telling Nina, like we had a big one last week and it's just, the main differentiator, I think, is people just work. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the whole work from home thing is awesome, but if you don't actually work, like what she was saying, uh -huh. it's like, it doesn't work then. It's right. actually funny, because you know? we did our, our you know, three-day lock-in last week, and it was huge. We had, like, what, 60 agents there. And, like, honestly, Crazy. the best lock-ins are the ones with, like, 5, 10, 15 people there. Got it. Get smaller. Air one, air smaller, yeah. you really get to focus on that group. But it's funny, because there were agents there that, produce at a high level and then agents that don't and you really got to see what a day in the life of both looks like the ones that don't were just like walking around the whole time one of them i think took a nap didn't he he laid on the ground and took a nap full <laughs> blast right here it was like so 1 this is what your day looks like and, yes. he, and then he called and the, but those are the agents that are That's always like it's not working right. for me blah 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 where on the flip side <laughs> <laughs> once you take naps it doesn't work for them <laughs> literally right but the ones who were like are always putting up numbers were Constant. dialing the phones like crushing it three days straight from 7 30 a.m to like 9 p.m just on their grind mm. and it's honestly like we were talking about it we're like it's not that lock-ins are like this magical thing where something happens it's like again people just come in to work and everyone's on the same mission and you know we have our the way we break them up is you know of course we have our dial sessions every single day 
but we also have trainings um, midday. So let's say we break at noon for lunch, at 1 p.m. we'll have a training and then it's back to dials. And then we really get to sit there one-on-one. -on -one. It's, it's a different vibe when mm. you sit one-on-one -on -one next to someone versus on Zoom. Because right. you literally get to like, the way they sit, the way they, you know, the way they act on like That's clients great. feel that energy. Wow. So um, sitting next to them, focusing on their posture and different things is like huge. How do you coach posture? I'm just, I, just, I don't know why that went in my brain, but <laughs> how do you coach? What are you coaching on, obviously? And, and I don't want to be too funny about the posture thing, but like, what are some of the things, what are some of the things you're picking up? And then how are you course correct? And now, are you setting the table of like, hey, this is going to be a week of a lot of course correction, so don't get offended and like, or... How do you set it up so that people are receiving as well as giving? Yeah. I think it's basically like, hey, we're all here to work. Um, you know, we're all going to get better. If you're new or you're not doing, you know, as well as you want to be doing, then there's going to be people that are listening, top producers. They're going to be like, hey, man, say this. Hey, say this. Don't say that. You know, say it this way, et cetera. And so I think everyone's understanding like, hey, we all took flights to get here. Like, uh -huh. We're here to get, you know, we're here to get better. Good. That's really around. good. Yeah. Um, and then most, I mean, honestly, most of the time it's people just, it's not dialing the phone. Mm. Um, like when people are really dialing, they're going to make sales and do well. So that's, that's one thing. But also like the, once they are working and dialing the, the tweaks basically are just usually little things. Usually it's tonality. It's way too high, way too low. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, you know, they're just not on script at all right. where they're not wow. asking good questions and like, you know, going over the correct steps. And so usually it's just a couple of like small things, but also I think it's, you know, those people that maybe aren't doing as well, they get surrounded by people that are doing what they're supposed to do and they know what they're doing and they start listening and they're like, dang, dude, like my, my pitch is way different than that mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. Like that person says this, they, you know, give their state license number and send them, you know, their state license before and all this kind of stuff. Maybe I should do that. And then I think when they hear that kind of stuff and they, they watch the presentations for a few times, and they start to make changes in their presentation to be better. Yeah, and then another huge message throughout these lock-ins is, hey, everything you learn here, take it home with you. You know what I mean? All the habits of, like, David Pania, who is a Hall of Fame producer this year. He'll do awesome. 500 families. That's like, amazing. Crushes it doing telesales. Like, everyone there was watching and listening to what he was doing because they're like, dude, I want this to be me next year. You know what I mean? So they take those habits and, and bring them home, which is huge. That's amazing. I, you know, it's funny. The Zoom live dial is set up for this exact same thing. Mm -hmm. But it's clear your passion just went to 10 when you talked about the lock-ins and the actual, you know, person-to-person, -person, kneecap to kneecap, and this ability to learn much faster. Why do you think they're learning faster than the Zoom? Like the Zoom is basically set up to kind of do the same thing. It's you're listening, you're watching, you're able to go into a breakout room and, and do these things, and then you do these lock-ins almost like as an extra thing or or the main thing, I don't know. Why do you think that is? 
I think it's just it's the human interaction. It's also there's a little bit of good peer pressure there as well. Mm. But like there was probably I don't know 10, 12 new agents last week at our lock-in, and, and almost all of them got their first sale in, in those couple of days. Amazing. And it's like, dude, like when it was like six, seven p.m. at night, like this with this guy we call him Big John. Mm-hmm. Big John was talking to everyone, like, and and I'm like, dude, I just keep on seeing you talking to people. Like, can you go dial and be like this dude, <laughs> and this new guy who's made like four yeah. sales today? Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> within like 30 minutes he had his first sale Love and that. it's like dude when they hang up the phone after their first sale everyone was like getting like lit like that's super a, oh, yeah, okay. i totally get it so it's just that like yeah, culture building awesome. thing of like hey you know we're gonna all shoot for two plus sales every day mm-hmm. and then these new people that came and, and invested and got themselves out here mm-hmm. we're not leaving until they make at least one sale like yeah. they, they're gonna figure it out on this trip that's strong and get their first sale and I, I think it's just like even just recruiting and working with people like dude if if you're calling me all the time and I'm not putting in the work, I'm not changing, you're giving me advice and I'm kind of like shrugging it off. Like you're going to get like pretty like annoyed and just like fed up with it. Right. Versus like we love working with new agents because it's new excitement, it's new purpose, it's, it's all that kind of stuff. Same thing here, dude. It's like all these new people, like you, they start to learn and you see the growth and it just gets everyone fired up and um, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's cool though. Everyone had a win last week and it was just the energy there That's was great. insane. That's amazing. So, is it? How do you guys plan a lock-in? Like, what makes you say, "Hey, pick a city, let's go"? Yeah. Um, so we'll look at like our groups uh, within our organization, whether it's groups that have a ton of momentum that are going for, let's say, logo or BP or a new rank or whatever it is, or groups that have a ton of new agents, or if we have a bunch of new direct agents in a certain area, like we'll just, we'll basically pick and choose. I think if you guys plan to do a lock-in, I think do one a month. I think that's fair and you can do them in different places. Um, The way we do it is anyone that's going to the lock-in, we have a requirement that you uh, purchase a thousand dollars in leads before you go. Because if you're going, it's not just to like listen and do any of that. It's to actually put in the work. Um, so all the people coming, so we'll get an Airbnb and typically it's two to three days. Uh, this last one that we did was three days and we got, you know, two Airbnbs cause we had a ton of people, nice. but if you're doing a smaller one, get one Airbnb. Um, everyone that has leads get there. Let's say it's on a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are full dial days and you kind of break it up into meetings and different dial sessions and stuff like that. But that's basically it. That's a lot of energy. Yeah. That's that's momentous. You know, seeing people go from one level to another. They probably leave a lot more confident too. A hundred percent. And then you're seeing that like translate into the live dial when they get back to their city, their original city. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. That's crazy confidence. Yeah. How many of the people that are coming or that are learning how to do it become trainers pretty quickly? Or does it take a while to, to, to morph more into a training? I, w- I would say a good amount. And I yeah. think also, like, you know, some of the sub-agencies that, you know, maybe that leader's starting to figure out sales or they've, they've had it figured out, I think it also kind of pushes them to be like, all right, well, like, it's great that Hayden and Nina put on the lock-in for my group, but, like, why don't I take some accountability? It's my team, my agency, my business. And let's start doing these once every six to eight weeks. And so I think that's the thing I'm looking forward to most is, you know, we probably had... I don't know, six, seven, um, you know, pretty decent sized sub agencies with us last week. And what I'm looking forward to is starting to see them every single month or month and a half do their own. And yeah. then this thing just keep on duplicating. It's like, nice. dude, if we can yeah. get 
Imagine like having like 10, 15 lock-ins a month within yeah. your group. That's mm-hmm. crazy, bro. We had a, a relatively... Oh, and, and, and let me tell you this. Deposits and um, record days, all three days, wow. record, yeah. record everything. It was insane. But we had an agency there that was a relatively new agency, and they had six guys there, and they're all like super sharp, like rocking the whole time just selling. Between those six, they had like a 90K week, and it was a... a Record week for them, obviously wow. record week for the agency. So it's just like everyone just together. The energy's high, dialing, putting in the work, and it's so cool. There's so many people because we we had the Airbnbs, but we went to an office, a local office, just to stay super focused. Um, and a lot of people were like, "We're leaving here," you know, at the office at like eight thirty nine p.m. And people were like, "Hey, can I stay? Can I stay longer? Like, I'm dialing Hawaii. Like, uh, I just have a bunch of leads to dial. Nice. So it's super cool." You guys are absolutely crushing it. Um, you keep taking it to, to, to new levels, and it's exciting to watch. It's also amazing to hear you guys help so many people and train. And, and you know, it's just it's amazing to watch you guys continue to grow and scale your deal. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for what you've done for the company, what you continue to do for your company. You guys are killer integrity partners and just keep setting the pace for your team and a lot of others to watch. So I appreciate you coming in and joining us. I love you guys. Thank you love for you having Thank us. You. All right, baby. Nina and Hayden, they killed it. Training Day podcast. You gotta listen to this one. Play it back. This is this is this is the way to make it happen in our business in 2023. Do not get it confused. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Thank you guys. Appreciate you.